Hello, I'm Jocelyn Frank, and you're listening to a podcast from the International Monetary Fund. Corruption has often been blamed as one of the major reasons for Africa's delayed development. Though it exists around the world, in a recently published paper, International Monetary Fund economist Raba Oreski argues that corruption affects developing countries disproportionately and deserves additional attention. Indeed, this has been a phenomenon that dates from, you know, I guess uh, since the, the start of mankind. There are evidence of, of corruption all over the place, you know, if I may say in France, in, in the U.S., but the idea is then, why is it that in those rich, developed countries, corruption has not had a dent on development? They are not suffering as much as, uh, say, Africa or other countries. Corruption could have a major impact on the whole citizenry by, for instance, making a lot of the resources available, say, from the receipt of natural resources, uh, revenue that tend to be massive. If those revenue are misallocated, those could have a major developmental impact on the uh, development of the country. If I want to be a little bit provocative here, there are evidence that corruption in the recent uh, food crisis that we've experienced has uh, indeed been a phenomenon that has exacerbated the famine in the Horn of Africa, whereby some officials have indeed um, used their public office to accaparate some of the uh, food aid and not distributed it. So indeed, this could have had a major impact on the life of uh, of very uh, vulnerable people. In your writing, you found that different political systems lead to different styles of corruption. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, indeed, democracy, uh, to the extent that they have checks and balances in the administration, in uh, in the way the public conduct business, those checks and balances can foster both uh, accountability and transparency and therefore limit corruption. Uh, democracy perhaps tend to be, over the long run, self-correcting in the sense that uh, when people make mistakes, uh, elected officials, for instance, they happen to be voted out of office and therefore a new government comes in and then correct whatever misconduct that happened before. What role does the international community have to play in trying to help tackle the problem of corruption? This is a very important question. There are a number of initiatives, international initiatives, that are available to countries willing to embark in uh, this uh, fight uh, against corruption. Revenue derived from the exploitation of natural resources tends to be transiting directly to the government coffer, if you wish, and therefore may be plagued by the lack of transparency of, of the flow of fund and therefore may be more subject to uh, corruption by uh, people in public offices. An initiative has been launched by a number of uh, non-governmental organizations called the Extractive uh, Industry Transparency Initiative. And this initiative has uh, helped country somehow set a number of principles uh, in order to enhance transparency in in the flow of funds. Following that international initiative, sometime the flow of funds was was pretty transparent, but the utilization was subject to misappropriation. And therefore, leading thinkers have uh, launched an initiative called the Resource Charter, which is not only looking at the flow of funds in, in the resource industry, but also at w- whether those revenue are utilized in a proper way, trying to really set the, um, uh, the stage for not only tr- more transparent government, but also effective government in helping people find jobs and foster development. What's your outlook 
on the state of corruption? Are things getting better or worse? The trend toward democratization and, and certainly the Arab, uh, the so-called Arab Spring tells us that uh, people aspire to, to more democracy, more accountability. And perhaps the example of Tunisia, where the economy uh, was you know, probably doing uh, rather well compared to other African countries, but where corruption was prevalent, is certainly a sign that the citizenry is no longer willing to uh, put up with corruption of public officials. And therefore, my guess would be that indeed the uh, democratization that we've been experiencing over the last 20 years in Africa is uh, something that ultimately would lead to uh, more accountability and less corruption. Raba Arezki is an economist at the International Monetary Fund Institute. To hear additional podcasts from the IMF, please visit www.imf.org slash podcasts.